0: Jenna Hazel Skye, 29, a lifelong resident of University City, Missouri, passed away Friday morning, January 19, 2018, in a tragic home fire. She was born October 3, 1988, the daughter of Antonia Skye, a St. Louis police detective who preceded her in death. Jenna graduated from University City High School in 2007 and went on to receive an associate degree in criminal justice before joining the St. Louis Police Force in 2009, where she served for seven years as a patrol officer within the second precinct. She was promoted to vice detective before transferring to the canine division, but shortly after was recruited by the FBI and assigned as an agent in a specialized division of the St. Louis Field Office. Jenna is survived by her twin sister, Laura, her foster daughter, Amanda, and countless friends and colleagues. In addition to her mother, she is preceded in death by her former partner, Detective William Banks. A public memorial for Jenna will be held at Mooney Park from 4 to 6 p.m., Thursday, January 25th. The family has requested no flowers and asked that any donations be directed to Project Paws Alive, a nonprofit organization that provides life-saving canine equipment nationwide. Well, that was my life in a sugar-coated nutshell. I would have called foul on the countless note, though considering how many jobs I'd blown through in the past year, I suppose the abundance of colleagues made up for the friends I could count on one hand, more like one finger if I only considered those who knew I was undead but still kicking. I closed the program and frowned at the outdated picture on the front. It had been taken the day I graduated from the police academy. My blue eyes stared stoically into the camera, completely oblivious to all the fuckery that awaited me in the not-too-distant future. You should have seen them, Mandy snorted. Her curls fanned across the white fur throw angled over the foot of my bed, and her skinny legs stretched up the gray duvet cover. She'd shed the wool coat, but hadn't yet changed out of the black sweater dress she'd worn to my funeral. The public memorial was two days off, but I didn't expect Mandy to go not everyone had the stomach to keep up such a charade. Speaking of class acts, did Laura put on a good show? I asked. Mandy rolled her eyes. Oh, it was award-worthy for sure. I smirked and lay back on the bed beside her, pulling my blonde ponytail over my shoulder. In my black tunic and tights, I looked as if I might have been at the funeral with her, and not just posing as a fancy jar of ashes. I wondered what Laura would do with whatever or whomever they'd found to put in my urn. Would she display it on her fireplace mantle? Tell her guests all about me and put on a waterworks show? Would she consider it an improv exercise? The thought made me queasy, so I pushed it away as Mandy snuggled closer. At this angle, we had a perfect view of the framed photograph above the headboard. The massive sunrise print was the only spot of color in the room, a burst of pink and purple against the shades of gray my little world had been reduced to. The Duke hadn't exactly confined me to the room in his LeDoux manner, but he might as well have. There was no one I cared to see in this zip code outside of Mandy, which was convenient since she'd been set up in the room next door. She'd also been tasked with delivering fresh blood to me from the household harem since I refused to feed from the donors. There was no sense getting attached to anyone here. Mandy chuckled in my ear. Langford even made an appearance, though his crocodile tears weren't fooling anyone. It was pitiful. Ugh! I bet Mathis loved that. The two police captains were night and day. I'd only served under each of them for a short while before the incident that led to my actual death last year, not the staged one mentioned in my obituary. Mandy laughed again, but it sounded nervous rather than amused. Pats was there too. He kept his mouth shut, but it was all I could do not to take a bite out of him. I couldn't blame her. Of all the captains I'd worked under, Pat's was my least favorite. I'd wanted to take a bite out of him plenty of times myself, even before acquiring my fangs. But I didn't really care whether or not Pat's was at my funeral. We were just working our way up to the harder questions. How are the Bankses doing? I asked. Mandy exhaled a long, trembling breath. Alicia is a wreck. Serena, too. The closing on their house is next Friday. Alicia went ahead and hired a moving company since I had to bail on helping her thanks to my new house arrest schedule. I'm glad that she's chosen to be closer to Serena. I hugged myself and resisted the urge to offer Mandy an out. She took offense whenever I suggested releasing her from my harem. I assumed she felt as obligated to me as I did to her.